There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever. You're absolutely right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just, you know, I, I love this when I do, because I don't do this before I go on the air so, so I can have a natural reaction to the headlines of the day. Mm-hmm. I check other stories, but I don't look at the headlines. And this is one of the reasons I don't look at the headlines. Inflation at 3.1% reflects stubborn pricing pressure. In other words, you're going to lose even more money. (laughs) Not great news. What does that mean? Stubborn pricing pressure. I agree with you. I agree with you. What the hell does that mean? Inflation cooled last month while underlying prices ticked up slightly more than expected. So in other words, what, what they're saying is... Uh, it didn't kick up as quickly as they thought. It kicked up and then and dropped back down, uh, and things are going to cost you more. Well, I will tell you, and I, I can't say, you would know the people that we went to dinner with last night, but I don't want to drag them into it because it's about dough. Went to a very nice restaurant, and they had, I think, uh, a total of probably two bottles of wine with their dinner. There were six of us, had a really, really nice dinner. So I said, well, let me just get this. And they said, no, no, no. Well, there were, there were three guys and three women and, and two, three different families, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, let me just get They said, no, 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 let's, let's just split it up. Am I ever glad we split it up? <laughs> the dinner for six people. There were a couple bottles of wine, and I, I don't you know, drink wine anymore, so I don't know what they ordered, but it must have been pretty good because the bill was $1,100. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's definitely a we're gonna split this yeah. situation. If I'm at a dinner like that, I guarantee I'm getting a salad, and then I'm not we're not splitting it. I'm eh, just pick what you got. <laughs> right. I'll get my own. I'll cover I'll cover my Caesar and my and my lemonade maybe, and uh, you know I was feeling fr- frivolous, and uh, yeah, I'll, you guys can get the rest. You can get exactly what you order because that is an insane bill. Yeah. Well, you will love this. For appetizers, we got a couple of small little nine-inch pizzas, mm-hmm. so each one of us had had a piece of pizza. Mm-hmm. And then I had fettuccine bolognese, which is basically spaghetti. That's yeah. what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I had. Oh wait a minute, I had a little a little bit of a, a dessert too. So I had dessert. I had basically had spaghetti, and I had uh, a piece of pizza. And breaking it down, that would have cost me about two hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> like what? <laughs> now that's with the tip. I mean, I yeah. understand, but I, that's the second time that's happened to Catherine and me in the last six months. I never thought we'd get to a place where you go out to eat. 
I mean, it's a wonderful restaurant. It's a very expensive restaurant, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, man, I don't, Jesus. I still, to this day, Robert Kraft and I were working together at KSTP AM, 1500 KSTP. He took me out to dinner at the Sheraton downtown Minneapolis, which is no longer there. It was right on Hennepin Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tore that building down. But uh, we went to dinner. I'm, I guess at the time, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And so Robert says, let me take you out to dinner. So he takes us out to dinner. We're having a great time. And he gets up to go to the bathroom. They bring the check. And I figured, i got to see how much this is. I was appalled at how expensive it was. I'm like, holy God, I need to make a lot more money if I'm going to get forward in this world. <laughs> the bill was $40. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Robert, what are you? How many grocery stores do you? Yeah, Mister Moneybags over there. <laughs> but look at the difference. Forty dollars back in those days was like, oh my God, is that a lot of money? Now it's eleven hundred dollars. Boy, that's a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus. Back in the day, I remember it was you know twenty dollars would get you a full tank of gas. Like you could go to the grocery store. You spend fifty dollars, you walk out with half the grocery store. Like the. Days were good. Now it's not so much. (laughs) Things might have changed a little. Yeah, stop it. You guys ever watch it? Go back and watch reruns of McHale's Navy. Cannot say I haven't heard of it. No, 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 I haven't even heard of that show. If you ever get a chance, because it's, I think, I believe Ernest Borgnine's in it and a couple of different people, really good actors, Mm -hmm. but it's about, uh, I think, Tim Conway, if you remember him from the Carol Burnett show, or if you remember Carol Burnett. Yeah, he looks like he was in it. Joe Flynn. Joe Flynn was phenomenal. He's the one who used to go, McHale, I could just scream. That's, that's why n- Kevin McHale hated me in the end because I kept going. Every time he'd miss a shot, I'd go, McHale, I could just scream. Oh, I'm sure he loved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and I don't get along too well, unfortunately. But yeah, And it's really tough not to not get along with a guy who's seven feet tall. You know, it's, it's kind of a... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a project, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I, I like I said, uh, what the hell? She was born to be a supermodel. She wants to build a literary empire too. Oh, is that what's what's her name again? Um, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal. I, I can never remember anybody's name from that like modeling thing or that. Oh, like I have a hard time. Top model. Yeah, she's a model. Uh, it's all oh, Christ. I think her her dad lived in Minneapolis for a while. I went to dinner with him one night. Uh, what the hell's her name? Let me click on it so I know what the hell I'm talking about here. I mean, she's a stunningly beautiful woman. There's no question about that. Okay, you got her name here anywhere? I'm looking, baby. Boy, they're not... Oh, wait a minute. This say it's Kaya Gerber. It's, this is not who I thought it was. Her name is... Oh, Cindy Crawford. There you go. Oh, okay. She, oh, she's the daughter of supermodel Cindy Crawford. Yeah, that's who I was talking about is Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, I got to tell I, a very quick tale on my friend. Andy Fisher was my best friend my whole entire life. My son Andy is named after him. We're out golfing one time. He goes, Tom, my tempo is way off. It's, it's way off. And I said, well, get, come up with a two-word thing so you take this, the, the, the first word back and then the second word down. Mm-hmm. And he goes... Oh, okay. I said, so who are you going to pick? He goes, well, I do think that Cindy Crawford's really pretty. <laughs> I said, okay, well, that's it's two words, so you can go with Cindy Crawford. He addresses the ball, and he goes, Cindy! I said, no, no, not out loud. 
<laughs> Andy, let me stop you right there. <laughs> Yo, I, I would have let him go. Andy. Just and then just the Crawford as he just tries to Man. rip one down the fairway. Yeah. Can you imagine if all foursomes did that on every hole? <laughs> you oh. had to hear that across the golf course. It, it would be disastrous. There would because just some of the things that people would just yell out as they're trying to drive the ball. But yeah, that's great. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> It, she is one of the most stunningly beautiful people ever born, isn't she? Gosh, yeah, pretty. I think she's universally kind of known as the yep. standard of beauty for, especially for her era and even today. Okay, full disclosure, because I know we got to move on to uh, Judd Zolgad here, but um, I had told you I had dinner with with her father one mm -hmm. time several years ago, and Dave Hamilton came to the dinner as well. Dave has a few cocktails. Every time Dave had a few cocktails, he'd get really owly with me. I mean, not oh, way over the top, but he'd get kind of owly, mm -hmm. which I never understood. So I get in, in basically a little pissing match with him at the table, and I'm looking at Cindy Crawford's father, and he's looking at me like, what is wrong with you people? I'm like, I'm just trying to protect my territory. <laughs> never saw him again. That was the last time we ever went to dinner, so, you know, I understand, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It happens to the best of us. That's what I hear. Yes, that's a good way to put it. It happens to the best of us. We shall take a break here. Be right back. Judd Zolgad will be back. And he we haven't heard from him on the Super Bowl yet, so this is going to be interesting, I think. Yeah, this yeah. be good. Judd with his finger on the pulse. Is that what we're saying? He's, he's got his finger somewhere, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I always did like this. And somebody first taught me how to just fold your finger over and make it look like it's up your nose. I'm a child, let's be honest. Okay, we'll be back in a couple of seconds. Tom Bernard Podcast has a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. A $25 gift card for Grand Old Creamery is on sale this week for half price. That's $25 of super premium ice cream for only $12.50. Get your favorite flavor from their 32 flavors to choose from in, in store at any time. Certificates are in limited supply, so get yours now. Then redeem them at either of the two Grand Old Creamery locations. Of course, on Grand Avenue in St. Paul... That's when I told you we'd go when the kids were in college to go there all the time. Or Cedar Avenue in Minneapolis, because we still go to that one. Grand Ole Creamery also offers malts and shakes, cakes, plus pints and quarts of ice cream to take home. And, of course, try their famous sweet-smelling homemade hand-rolled malted waffle cones with a Whopper in the bottom. What a great idea that was, by the way. It really is a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. So act now to get your $25 Grand Ole Creamery voucher for only $12.50. Visit TomBernardShow.com and enter keyword DEAL to get yours while they last. That's TomBernardShow.com, keyword DEAL. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere so you can do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side. In addition to having the best selection in town, KNL Surplus and Ammo 
also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free. If you've inherited a collection of firearms from a loved one, don't know what to do with them, or if you have guns you are no longer using, call Jim at KNL Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and auction. Safely is a good way to go, man. I know Jim. He's extremely knowledgeable and will help you get top dollar. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive and Line of Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. That's www.klgunstore.com. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back now, ladies and gentlemen. And we get the opinion of Judd Zolgad because we haven't gotten this opinion yet on uh, how the Super Bowl went for you. Uh, it went well because I thought it was, while I wouldn't call it a super exciting game the whole time, it, right. it was a fun game. It was close. And uh, I mean, w when it comes down to OT in the last game of the season, that's pretty damn good. So no, yeah. I, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was a really fun game. and But I, I come from the era of remembering that period what was it tom in the it feels like late 80s early 90s where we saw all you know several just blowouts like we yeah. saw several yep. just awful super bowl so i thought it was fun and um i, I didn't hear too much complaining about the amount that taylor swift was shown so i think it worked out for everybody taylor swift ladies and gentlemen so now that that opens the door for me to ask you the question and we won't, we won't tell you our opinion, the three of us, our opinion. Sure. Travis Kelsey screaming at his coach. Oh, I thought it was a terrible look. I agree. I, I, I think we all agreed on that one. Yeah, I thought it was an awful look. Like, it's one thing to be intense and um, somewhat confrontational, but, you know, and, and, and it was pretty typical in Andy Reid to try and dismiss it. But I also gotta think he was pretty pissed off. I mean, he claimed mm -hmm. he was caught by surprise, but I don't care. You don't you don't go and bump into your coach. And you know, this is on top of a few weeks ago uh, when he slammed his helmet yep. on the sideline and he threw it. Or he slammed it off the bench and it went flying. And I mean, it could have hit someone. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's a uh, there's a definite temper there that. Uh, Good old Trav needs to control a little bit, and I'm not sure it's it's uh, productive to be. It's fine to be venting at your coach if you have something yeah. to say, but yep. you know, watch how you do it. That was that was a bad look. I mean, the only time Catherine does that to me is when we're at home alone. So yeah, no. yeah. Well, that's fine then too, because then then <laughs> it can't be seen by millions and millions of people watching the Super Bowl on television. There's no cameras, I don't think, in your house. Well, luckily, right. the other thing is she's a lot prettier than Travis Kelsey is, too, so that works out in the end. But, you know. Now, I, I, I'm i kind of weird because I'm I'm not exactly a management type of guy. I don't, like, I don't suck up to management. I just can't do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I literally, honest to God, if I try to suck up to somebody, I think my head would explode. I, there's nothing. But by the same token, <laughs> I have an, a deep-seated respect for authority. Because without authority growing up, my life would have been pure hell. So I would never, ever, like, well, I mean, the next time I see Dan Seaman, I'm going to grab his arm and scream in his face and see see how that goes. you got to run up to him first, though, and yes, like right. bump him and catch him by surprise <laughs> and knock him off balance. That was the thing that got me. Right. 
Right, you're absolutely. I just don't understand what the hell. It, so basically, because everybody knows who he is now, because I'd never even heard of the guy before Taylor Swift came along. I don't pay attention to that kind of thing. But now we all know who he is. So now he's going to show everybody what a tough guy he is. You know, no, I think he's been th- this way the entire time. Has he, he had really? Yeah. <sighs> going, uh, so going back to he and his also very famous brother Jason both played college football at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And going back to then, uh, Travis, I believe, was kicked off the football team at one point. Really? And he, uh, at the time, he was a quarterback, and he was kicked off the football team, and had to work his ass off to get back on. But yeah, there's um, there's a very fine line there. But you know, he's not unusual for a football player. It, that's such a weird sport, Tom. Because it, is, yeah. it takes such a weird wiring. Mm-hmm. Because of the intensity and how just flat out brutal the sport is, but yeah, yep. Travis has always been like this. It's just that people now notice because of his famous significant girlfriend. Yeah, and that's what it's. Do you, well, they probably would have shown that on on the sidelines, even if he wasn't Taylor Swift's fake oh, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to show that because it was way out of line. No yep. question. I'd be honest with you. If I were the owner of that team, I'd get rid of. Him. It's like, you're nuts. Go away. (laughs) And if there was anybody on the field that should have been maybe bumping into their coach for not being prepared, you would think it was the 49ers players because, Judd, have you heard this, where they're all coming out and saying that they didn't know the rules for overtime and they never went over it as a team? In the playoffs, yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was was a bit surprising. Yeah, in fact, I saw a quote from one – 49ers player because the rules do change in overtime in the playoffs where he flat out said I, I didn't really know these rules until I saw him put up on the scoreboard right before we played the, the overtime period yeah but, meanwhile the Chiefs are like yeah we've been going yeah. over this all year like this was no surprise to right. anybody but I think that puts to bed the rest of like you know you how do you know you're not you're sitting on your couch I I knew the rules the guy's <laughs> yeah, literally right. playing too. you yeah. never played the game well I at least know the rules so like I that, I think that puts that argument to bed yeah well I have a question for you I mean as a little kid we knew that I knew that as a little kid it's like they get a shot then you get a shot when it goes to overtime that I mean it's what happens in like even you know playground softball. Everybody gets their half of the inning, and we'll see how it goes. You come last. If you beat me, you beat me. And that's how it's always been. That's weird. Yeah, and if it, this actually started to change. Uh, now, it's been changed again because of the uh, Kansas City win over Buffalo a few years ago. But this, the changes with the overtime rules actually started because of the Saints field goal that beat the Vikings in the 2009 yeah, that's right. a- NFC Championship game. So, again... Things that are bad can be traced back to Minnesota sports. <laughs> All bad things. All bad things. And they fixed it and they fixed it after because Minnesota sports lost because of that rule originally. No, it's uh, absolutely. You know what? I got to be very honest with you because I ran into Louie Nanny a few uh, few days ago. Louie's been a lifelong friend. He's just a great guy. The whole family, Tino and Michelle, his his daughter and her husband and Francine, his wife's just a sweetheart, and we just we're talking, and I'm I'm just listening to Louie talk about hockey. To this day, he's 82 now. Mm-hmm. To this day, he gets pissed off about some of the things that his coaches and his team did over the years. He's pissed. Oh off yeah, I've talked to him about that before years. too. It's great. 
Well, and his uh, his memory is a, a steel trap. It is. You're absolutely right, Louis. I, we love the Danny family. They're just they've been friends for a long, long time. It's just. But he goes, remember that one time back in like '87? I'm like, no. He might be. He might be the most recognized Minnesotan who's not from originally Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. Sue St. Marie, Lou from the Sioux. Did you see he hit a uh, hole in one playing golf this past weekend? What? That's what he told me. Yeah, he told me. That's the whole conversation about his hole in one, for Christ's sake. 82 years old and he's holding it out. Well, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. On that, but then he said, then the next day, the guy he was playing with on the same exact <laughs> hole hit another hole in one. Really? Okay. All right. All right. Lou. Where, Lou. What course is this? What hole is this? Because I want to get a hole uh, in they're one. They're at too. Lily Putt over in Minnetonka. Yeah. He told me the course. I can't name the course because his son's a member there, so I probably wouldn't want him to. But it is a spectacular, very difficult well, golf course. Yeah. You didn't think Lou and his buddies were playing some. Public course. Yeah, they probably were. not. <laughs> probably not. Lou is just uh, what a great history, what a great friend to have all these years. Honest to God, is just. But again, the women in the family, Michelle, Francine—that's all that matters. You know? Oh, his his wife Francine is among the, the nicest people I've met. She's the greatest. Well, great. so you know when we got to, together a few days ago, I walk in, and she comes over, and gives me a hug, and go, "You weren't invited." <laughs> she just started laughing. <laughs> just, just a sweetheart of a person. But all right, so now we got. Uh, I got to be honest with you, Judd. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to work. But people are not happy about this TV deal for the Twins. Well, no, because they the Twins had assured you it was going to have a, a streaming component, or said yep. it, it was supposed to. Yep. And at the end of the day, this is the exact same as last year, which means if you have a you know cable subscription, you can stream the games through that, but there's no direct-to-consumer uh, component to it. So, no, this is going to be, for Twins fans, this is a continuation of a lot of, a lot of frustration that baseball has to fix. It's not just a Twins thing. It's a baseball thing. Supposedly is, yeah. 25 now is the goal, but here's the thing. Until it's done, I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. Now, AJ, are you uh, are you Gen Z or are you what are you? I'm like on the I'm on the fence. I can lean one day probably towards like the late <laughs> stages of a millennial and otherwise like the early days of Gen Z. So, well, the reason I'm asking you is because the word out there is that Gen Z people do not watch football. They have no interest in watching football. They watch bear, baseball a bit, but. From what I understand, major league sports are not as important to Gen Z as they are to every other generation. Do you find that to be true? No, not not within my circle of friends oh, and whatnot. Okay. Like my yeah. I, my buddy, it's like every Saturday and Sunday during the football season. It's college football all day Saturday, uh, NFL all day mm-hmm. Sunday. Now that college football has done its bas- college basketball all day on Saturday, right, and now right. he's you know he's gonna have withdrawals like a like a drug addict on Sundays without <laughs> NFL football. So, um, and, you know, I, I enjoy watching hockey, uh, and then once baseball season runs runs around, I usually do the MLB TV package, so I can like I like watching. You know, it, it's it's great to have just a baseball game on in the background of whatever mm-hmm. you're doing throughout the summer. Yes. Yep. You know, even if you're not really paying attention to like mm-hmm. the the Reds taking on the the Pirates, it's still it's still baseball. 
You know, that story, it's so great that you brought that up because I had a friend whose grandfather lived with him for a while before he passed away. And I would always go by, and he was always on the front porch listening to the Twins game, right? And uh, one day I walked by, and I, I don't want to say his name, but Mr. So-and-so said, why don't you watch the games on television? He goes, it's live or it's on the radio. I went, okay, never mind. <laughs> He's either going to the game, he ain't watching, I'm not watching baseball on television. He would not watch baseball on television. Or wouldn't people always bring radios to baseball games and oh, yeah. listen to the broadcast yep. while oh, sitting yeah. in the stadium? Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, yeah, that, that was a All huge, deal. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I, I don't know if it started with, but it, it became very popular, I think, in the 60s with the Dodgers and Vin Scully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where yep. a lot of, because he was such a, you know, instant legend there that they would bring their uh, transistors. Like, like that's the thing is, they would bring their transistors yes. and hold them to their ears, Tevin and Age. We're not talking, there were no headsets back in the yeah. day. There were no right. iPods. Right. They would literally bring a small radio and hold it to their ears to listen to the ball game while they watched it. Well, that's why I love radio baseball games is like, they're like a hybrid between a live sporting event and a podcast because when, mm. when the announcer is yeah. good, it's, a, yeah. it's story time for, like, two and a half hours mixed with baseball. Yeah. It's perfect. Amen. Well, and isn't the – what's the Cubs guy that reached out and grabbed that foul ball that, oh, in, Steve, like, the playoffs? Uh, Steve uh, Bartman. Steve Bartman, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Bartman, he, isn't the rumor that he was listening to the game and he was actually a pitch yeah. behind, and that's why he yeah. – Yeah. Like crazy. Oh, I, I never heard that. But, yes, I never heard he that, definitely but he, had yeah. – he definitely had like uh, earbuds in, right? Yeah, he had mm. like the old, like the metal band with the <laughs> yeah. bright oh, orange. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Yep. That makes total sense, doesn't it? But, I, you know, honest to God, you just brought up something now. Brought such happiness to me because I just heard Halsey Hall and Herb Carneal in my head. My God, did I love listening to those guys. And then, of course, Harry Carey, when I was working in Chicago, I will, you tune into the games and it'd be like, uh-oh, Harry's been at it already. You know, today's game is going to be a beautiful one. He would, the drunker he was, the slower he spoke. Yeah. Like, we, have like, to, we have to start all our games at 11 a.m. so <laughs> yeah. that way Harry can't drink before. No, 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 that, that wouldn't have stopped him. That would no. encourage him, I oh, feel like. No, no, there's no time of day that you could have started games at. But the uh, that, that was the greatest thing about when – the Cubs were carried on WGN, and it was a superstation. Was watching, you know, Steve Stone and Harry Carey. Yes, yes. and and that's when Harry, uh, at some point in time, started to <laughs> decided it would be fun to spell names backwards. Oh yes, yeah, I remember that. You know, and, <laughs> and so I mean, wrong. So, like you'd, you'd have a guy at the plate. There, there was a guy who played for the Expos, Mark Grudzelanek. Oh, oh no. <laughs> And so he spent like two at bats for Grudzlonic trying to even just spell it backwards <laughs> so he could then phonetically try and say it backwards. Oh, no chance. I know you got to go, but one of my favorites of all time, we had Harry on the show many years ago. Gelfand, of course, had to take a shot at him. What a shock. Naturally. I can't even remember what the hell it was, but Gelfand no. took a shot at him. No. There was yep. a long pause, and then all you heard after the long pause was, Barnard controls your monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, Good for him. <laughs> okay, Harry, I will. I promise. Oh, God, that's great. Oh, the golf fan's so great at sh- taking shots at people. He is really good at that. No question about it. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yes, which is why I think the uh, majority of the twins in the clubhouse in the 70s couldn't stand him, right? <laughs> well, probably. Probably true. What are you going to do? Oh, they didn't. They were not fans of Mike Gelfand. There's no question about that. A <laughs> couple, couple of them weren't too hot on me either, so that's the way that works. You know? Oh, well. Tom Bernanski to this day would probably punch me in the face if I ever ran into him. He hated my guts. That's so weird because he's a really nice guy. He, he joined us uh, when, when Phil and I had him on as a weekly guest the, oh, year, or, the year or two that he was the Twins hitting coach. Oh right, sure, I remember that. And he was just a delightful guy. Although, although we did um, do an entire segment one, one time on because it marked the a- anniversary of the day he was traded to the Cardinals. Uh, oh sure. Tom, Tom doesn't have a lot of fond memories of being shipped out to St. Louis for right. Tommy Her. <laughs> yep. So Tommy Her, how's he doing these days? Any marital problems or? <laughs> oh boy! Don't open up that can of worms. Not that can of that, worms. That that we don't have time to. We don't have time or the le- no. legal ability to Ooh, have my. that conversation. All right, then we'll we'll just disappear into the night. Judd, <laughs> we will talk to you again tomorrow. Awesome. See you guys later. Bye. Thank you, sir. Judd's all get score north, ladies and gentlemen. Take a break. Be right back. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. Michael Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support and to thank you. They're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM. And you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as Mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machines. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Yeah, baby. Uh, here's the deal. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert, correct? You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours too, and I'm not kidding. 
I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market, the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold, investment consultant, LLC, security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer. What are we doing, kids? All right, there we go. Uh, that's my fault, but we are back. <laughs> what was um, that? Oh, could I have to ask you guys a favor, because we have a hard out with Kyle McLaughlin and Joshua Davis at 9.05. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin, could you call Josh, because I want to have him on, because a lot of people are very, very, they're kind of really scared of their investments now. Would you mind giving them a shout, just giving them the number to call in on a, like 5 after 9, or give them a call right now and tell them to call it? What do you think? That'll work, won't it? Yeah. For you talk about Josh Arnold. Yeah. 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 So if you could call, give him a buzz and ask him to come on at nine oh five or call call him at nine oh five, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. Mr. Eggert, how are you? I'm good. I you, I'm, you brought up the market thing. The Dow's down like 350 points. Right, right. That's what um, I want Josh on. Um, what, are, what are we saying here? Because of um, hotter-than-expected inflation data. So Great. Well, Chris, let me point out something to you. I already told the fellas on the show, and now I'll tell you for people who just tuned in. Mm-hmm. Went to dinner last night. There were three couples, Catherine and me, and two other couples. I think they had a bottle of wine and some standalone glasses of wine. The dinner bill with tip came to $1,100. Holy crap. To go to dinner now. I'm like, geez. And the great thing for me is I went, hey, just let me pick this up. And they go, no, 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 we'll split it up. I said, I can just pick it up. And they go, no, we'll as soon as I saw the bill, I went, thank God we're splitting it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I go, oh, God. Honestly, God, some of these bottles of wine now apparently are like, uh, what, $1,000 for a bottle of wine? Some That's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't drink a yep. $1,000 bottle of wine in a, oh, boy. Wouldn't you save your pee when you did? I'd be selling it for gas money, baby. (laughs) Well, I don't think anybody really drinks them. They just store them in their liquor cabinet or wine cellar, so that way they can tell everybody how expensive it is, and they're saving it for a special occasion. I got the Chateau de whatever from 1940, and uh, yeah, nobody ever cracks that bottle open. I like Chateau de whatever. That's a good... (laughs) Chateau de whatever. Whatever. That'd be a great wine, Chateau de whatever. You'd never forget it. You'd never forget it. Yeah, so we'll have uh, Josh. I asked uh, Tevin to reach out to, to uh, Josh Arnold because I'd like to have him on it. Well, see, Kyle and uh, Joshua are off at 9.05, so like, you know, 5 after 9, 6 after 9, something like that, because the, the market's looking bad, man. And it, I thought things were getting better, Chris. What the hell happened? Well, I, d- I do know this, and part, partly because of what I do for a living, uh, it, we don't always report on the market when it's doing well and it had gone, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. 
uh, what did I, I had a news director once tell me we don't do stories about the the planes that land safely we do stories about the yeah. ones that crash. right right i know uh, it, it it sounds bad but you, i mean you, you see what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. Um, no i know but and I, just, I think josh will be josh will be good to have somebody with some actual perspective on on big picture what it means but i mean it's not a surprise that it's tied to the inflation thing because right you know everything's continue to be crazy expensive and i i i still i i believe that people are propped up with debt more than they ever have been and yes. I, I think that's gonna that house of cards is going to fall apart at some point i think you're probably right but i like i said it just uh things were supposed to be getting better. We were talking about uh, a little uh, uptick on things getting better, but for some reason that's just not happening yet. I, I, do they, so it, do you think it's, it is going to improve soon, I hope? Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see what Josh has to say about it. But Well, Ray Eric, my buddy I worked with at the Q, sent me an email. Yeah. He went out and got a hamburger, fries, and a Coke, and it was over 20 bucks. This is at a fast food place. 20 bucks. Like okay, that's what was it like, nineteen cents when I was a kid or something. Like yeah, that. you know that's funny you say that because I got pizza for us on Friday night, and uh, granted my my large child was home, so that does change the quantities of food consumed. <laughs> By large child, large. you mean tall? My, yeah, the, the I can't see you having a fat one. kid. What's that? I can't see you having a fat kid. That just well, doesn't... he's. He's almost 300 pounds, but he's also 6'6". Six, six, so Jesus you know. <laughs> Chris. What's um, his name? Dakota. Hey, Dakota, don't mess with me. Do you hear me? T- <laughs> tough guy when I'm miles away. You know, yeah, right. D- Dakota, I won't mess with you. Just don't, wow. don't, don't hurt me. Still a big puppy dog. I, I got the old Damn. man strength on him. So, um, But anyway, we, I got, we got pizza on Friday night. Right. It was like $90 for, for pizza. three pizzas and a beer. And I was like, what yep. the? what i mean i know 90 bucks for for how many pizzas you get i ain't got three three so these pizzas they weren't like, like it wasn't even you know it wasn't like fancy pants now mm-hmm. granted it wasn't like domino's like 6.99 a pie or anything it was you know right friday night i was spending a friday night pay uh, payday friday i was like <laughs> i can sure. i can splurge a little bit here but then i was like holy crap it's a lot of money, man. You, it just—I didn't see it coming either. All of a sudden, everything is like a tuna sandwich. Give me fifteen dollars. Like, gee, what? Right. You don't get bread with that either. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, just a tuna right. salad. You get yeah. a can of tuna. It's yeah. not even open. That'll cost you an extra ninety-nine cents. I, I think um, the interest rate thing is just such a factor here too. Right. That right. That is I, that is impacting so many things in kind of a. Uh, a trickle down. I mean, I just say this in our own experience with, we did a uh, refi on a home equity line of credit last year to do a remodel. And unfortunately I didn't lock the rate in when it was low. And so the, the rate went from like 2% to like 10% or the, you know, or not quite that bad, but close eight and a half percent or something over the course of a year. That's a hell of a big difference when it comes to like, what yep. kind of a payment you're making on it. And I, I just think you take that and you factor that into everyone's lives. It, those interest rates are really tough. They are indeed. There's no question about that. I, I just, well, I, in order for America to do well, those interest rates are going to have to come down sooner or later. 
I mean, otherwise everybody's pretty much left out of the mix except for the big spenders, right? Well, yeah, and that's the, that's another thing too because right. the housing, because the interest rates have gotten so ridiculous, it was already hard to buy a house, so it's even harder to buy a house yeah. now. Yep. And so you've seen the the housing purchases cool off, and, and I, don't like, I don't like talking about it. Okay, we'll move on to another subject. <laughs> you look like you're getting pissed off. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, I'm, well, I'm looking at my stat, hot stack of news over here, and I'm trying to go look at one of these things that's not um, completely doom and gloom. I don't. Have you guys been following the the Lutz and Lodge sort of situation? Yeah. Up north. And what happened? Sounds like we well, got, it, got another press bar 2.0, right? What's that? Or uh, well. You're referring to that St. Cloud, the bar that turned out to be an arson um, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's weird because initially it was, you know, is investigated as just is just a fire, and then you have, um, which was it? The, one of the state agencies came out and then said it, that they considered it a possible crime scene, and so then they came back and walked that back like almost immediately within an hour or two of saying that. And so now the guy who owns the lodge is like, is trying to defend himself because he's innocent. You know, he hasn't been proven guilty of anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone's big smoking gun is that the resort was empty and it happened to catch fire a, a night that the resort's empty. Well, his, his response is it's been empty a lot this season because there's not been any snow. Right. <laughs> right. Which point. could also be a reason to burn the place down, you know? So, I mean, I... I You're going to stay on the top of this for us? That sounds pretty interesting. Well, no I, I mean, I it, let's say that, uh, you know, the the owner of the place, it's, it was bad luck, and it, it, that's just the way it was. I mean, he's definitely getting drugged through the mud on this mm -hmm, because right. Right. from the get-go, that's like what everyone was saying, and I get, we'll find out how it all turns out. I'll say, is there anything other than them just saying, oh, it was empty, so it's a possibility that it was arson? Is there any, like, well, we watched gasoline patterns and It doesn't like that? sound like that. Has, if that evidence does exist, we haven't heard about it yet. Okay. Um, there were some code violations at the place, but the owner said that he's, he's fixing them. Fire Marshal hasn't really said whether or not those code violations might have played a role in, in the fire. I don't know. It's also an old building. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, that's that. We had a little update on that in the news. He, the owner, went on Facebook and you know was kind of trying to defend himself. So, you know, that's that's a tough deal because there are so many magnificently beautiful resorts in Minnesota. I don't, is Minnesota as well known for the resorts as they should be? Because my God, they're beautiful. I think so. I just think this. I think people. Um, yeah underestimate how hard this winter has been on the like the economy up there like that's this is you know i would say for them it's got to be as bad as covid right because mm -hmm. at least during covid although winter time wasn't affected but i was going to say at least if covid had been going on people could still go outside and do winter sports or whatever but you can't do any of the wintertime stuff that you'd normally be doing in northern minnesota so right right yeah, we just went up for a weekend at Madden's uh, last year, and it just, you feel like you're on top. Even though you're, no, it's basically just rolling land, it feels like, as you're sitting out on the deck, like you're in the mountains. It's that beautiful. It's just spectacularly beautiful. Yeah, it's, northern Minnesota is pretty great. Yeah. There's no doubt about that.
Yeah, there is no question about it. So, uh, you know, anything anything else big in the news? We've got about three minutes left here. So I want if we have to get to some important news. You know. Minneapolis teachers are going to do some kind of a informational picket tonight at their school board meeting. And it'll be the first one that the new um, superintendent of schools will be there. They still have a contract. I know there are several local districts um, who don't have a contract right now. I think Anoka Hennepin might not have one. I know Minnetonka doesn't have one. And so that that's something that's going on. It's kind of the same old story. The teachers want to get paid more and, you know, they want better working conditions. And the district's trying to stay within its, you know, what what the amount of money that it has and the, it, it's not matching up. So... You know, one thing I love about the listeners I had my entire radio career from the first time I worked here to this time now, I just love it. And I, I, it was a listener, but I don't remember who it was that sent it to me a few years ago. What was the last time the teachers were on strike? It was like two years ago, I think. So it was two years ago. So yeah, yeah. I was still at the queue then. And this guy sent me a picture. They're out there picketing. Uh, the teachers needed blah, blah, blah. One of the words on the sign was spelled wrong. <laughs> not a good look. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Uh, Your strike sign is spelled wrong. Maybe it was a, a maybe it was a cafeteria worker. I mean, it might have been a cafeteria. It was the PE guy. <laughs> yeah, gym teacher. Gym teacher. And that's and that's not a knock on cafeteria worker. I'm just. No, of course not. Absolutely not. That's the hardest so, damn job in the oh school district. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. All right, pal, another brilliant report. Have a good rest of your day, you guys. You too, sir. Thank you very much. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. We'll take a break. Be right back. Kyle McLaughlin and Joshua Davis, our special guests, coming up right after this break. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial 
consultation, the number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends. Contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com or call Matt at 612-791-2345, 612-791-2345 and work with local professionals you can trust. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson, yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. You are indeed. Let me know when the fellows are ready to go, if you would. Oh, uh, looks like, yeah, it looks like he's on the phone right now. Right now. Um, we got to get to this list at some point this morning. Uh, the top things people say, it's, it's uh, the thought that counts for birthdays and Christmas, and they may or may not mean it. For Valentine's Day, they sentimentally act uh, that uh, it does fly for most people, I guess. Uh, things they buy for Halloween, for Halloween, for Valentine's <laughs> Day, a gift certificate, clothing. I would never buy Catherine clothing for Valentine's Day. Yeah, clothes is always no. tough. Unless I'm told this no. is exactly what I want and this is the size to get, I'm I shy away from clothing. Right. Then you got jewelry. You got an evening out. Well, you do that anyway. Yeah, some people maybe go to a restaurant they normally wouldn't go to, maybe like a nicer steakhouse or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's it. So, and then of course, flowers, greeting cards, and candy are the top three. Flowers, three greeting cards, two, and candy's number one. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I'm going to give her the. Hey, hey, it's great to see you. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Good morning. Another day in paradise. I've got uh, Kyle and Kyle and Josh on the phone now. Kyle McLaughlin and Joshua Davis, their podcast, Varnum Town on Podcast One. Two years ago, Kyle McLaughlin, the star of Twin Peaks, called investigative journalist Joshua Davis. With a strange story, Kyle had heard a rumor that Pablo Escobar, and that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to bring up the, this is an amazing story if it's true. Kyle, Joshua, how are you? Good morning. Good yeah, morning. if it's true. That's, that's why Kyle called me. I was like, this sounds like 
a fake story. Oh, really? So, so Joshua, you thought it was fake. Kyle, you thought, uh, did, was your first take, well, this is real? Well, I, yeah, you know, I heard about this story through a friend of a friend. Uh, I couldn't really believe my ears. Um, and I, but I, she spoke pretty convincingly about what she'd heard. Uh, she, a woman who had retired to the little community of Varnum Town, where our story takes place, uh, after making a fortune in the organic soap business. Um, that's interesting and as it is. And she said, oh, you got to check this out. So I reached out to Josh and said, we should go, we should go check on this. And he calls, he calls me up and he starts talking about organic soap. I'm like, what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's like, what, when was the last time you got a call from Kyle McLaughlin to start, uh, you know, yeah. blabbering away about well, organic soap? Well, I got your attention. <laughs> you, you did. You did. I mean, you got my attention, but like, normally when somebody starts talking about soap, it's it's not to say anything that significant. Yeah, Pablo Escobar doesn't necessarily come up in the conversation. No, I don't think I'd bring him up in conversation, and he's dead. I don't trust him being yeah, dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's a scary. That's a scary prospect. No um, question. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In exchange for vast wealth and limitless cocaine, Escobar would be allowed to land planes and ships in the area over the last 24 months. Josh and Kyle investigated the rumor. Uh, let me just throw this in quickly. It's kind of off topic a little bit, but not really, because we're talking about tons and tons of cocaine here. Would you guys, either one of you, and I'll throw myself in as the third person, would you guys ever go toe-to-toe in a fight with Griselda? Oh, mm. man. Yeah, (laughs) you will not win. You will not win. (laughs) You're not gonna win. Yeah. So what do you what what do you get Griselda for Valentine's Day? Yeah, uh, not just a card or candy. I can guarantee that. What's number one on the list for Griselda? You know, one, two, and three. I would say one, two, and three would all be bodyguard, bodyguard, and bodyguard. That'd be all three of them, probably. I was thinking like an eyeball, a finger, and a toe. That would work. <laughs> cut somebody. It just cut somebody up. Yeah, it's nothing says true. I love you like an eyeball. Kyle and Joshua, I have to ask oh, you this question: God. Griselda, whether it's Griselda or it's Pablo Escobar or whatever, how do right. they gain so much power that they can do the whatever they want on this planet? How does that happen? Money, fear. It's all money, 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 isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, in the case of Varnum Town, once we dug in, it became clear that it was. True that, that that many elements of the story were true, that there was a massive amount really? of of money and cocaine that came into this town, and and so how does this happen? What we discovered was the the traffickers were paying off local law enforcement to the tune of mm-hmm. millions of dollars. You know, here I am doing a podcast. Was in radio for fifty three years, and all I had to do was accept some cocaine, and I would have been living the life. <laughs> Yeah, that mean I'm stupid. Yeah, I can tell you it did not go well for those sheriffs. <laughs> I bet it no. didn't. I bet it did <laughs> no. not. I, how no. do you find the courage, Kyle and Joshua, as whether it's Pablo Escobar or whomever? How do you find the courage, or is it partly you're crazy because going, you know what? I'm going to run drugs all over the entire Western Hemisphere. I mean, that's a hell of a big uh, step to take. How do they even? How do they get the idea? Is it just the, their first street sell? Said, hey, if I can sell the stuff on the street, why can't I sell it across the 
you know, South, uh, Central, and North American continents. I, mean, I think in the case of, of Varnumtown, what happened was the cartels were initially trafficking into Southern Florida because it was the closest, easiest place. Sure. Like Griselda, sure. right? But then the DEA started cracking down on Florida. So they went, they kind of learned their lesson. They're like, well, why are we doing this in a town of hundreds of thousands, millions of people? Why don't we go somewhere where there's nobody? And it's very remote. It's, it's outside of the normal scope of things. And it's also, by the way, the furthest northern limit that their planes could reach from Columbia oh, sure. in a nonstop sure. flight. So they basically kind of drew a, like a radius from, from Columbia, and then they looked along the outside line of that radius, and there's Varnum Town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. For what they were looking for. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a secluded, uh, it's, a, it's a smuggler's paradise, honestly. There's waterways leading here and there, very treacherous, um, difficult to find your way through. Things are, you know, homes are tucked back up in the woods. Um, it, was, it was a perfect location. And nothing major, no major cities around it. No, exactly. That's exactly it. One thing I love about South Florida is there are uh, uh, several of these. I don't know how many. There there were, I don't know, five, ten of them. Maybe they're still there. The restaurants are called the Square Grouper. And the reason they're called the Square Grouper is it's named after all of the bales of cocaine that used to float up after the ships would sink. <laughs> the All these squares of cocaine, they call it Square Grouper. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the price per pound was a, a significantly higher than regular grouper. <laughs> yes, it was a lot higher, no question. How do people? How do people get the the? And I got to be, I guess, a little straight ahead about this. How do you get the balls to become a drug dealer anyway? I I'd be scared to death every minute of the day. How do you oh, get the balls man. to be a, a radio host? I mean, that's. Just... <laughs> challenging, challenging profession. Go on air every day. That's, that's you know, true. that's a good that's point because some people have threatened to kill me. So you got a good point. So that's good. That's a very good point. How did you guys? Yeah. So where did you pick up on this story the, the, the very first time? Um, you know, it was it was a friend of a friend, and she oh, okay. filled me in on that. So that's how I developed. That's how I. I first came across the story, um, and then once Josh and I got involved, we we went there. We went down. We took a small crew down. We were down in Barnum Town for about six days, five or six days. We interviewed so many of the participants in this uh, on both sides, uh, on the smuggler side, on the law enforcement side. Everybody was really forthright, told their story, told what what they went through. And the more every day that we were there, we the, the story grew and became more engaging and more intricate and and frankly more interesting. Um, and it was uh, so when we came away from there, we said we've we've got something pretty special here. Um, and we together uh, cobbled together the, the podcast, uh, which is uh, on air uh, right now. And how how do people find the podcast? Uh, so this is available wherever you get your podcasts, but it's on mm-hmm. most major platforms: uh, Spotify, uh, Apple. Um, where else, Josh? I podcast think wherever one. You... Podcast one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, good. Just, Perfect. Just search Varnum Town or search for Kyle. Yeah, 
<laughs> or search you never for know what's come up. I, I just typed into Google, I typed in your name, Kyle, and the first thing that came up was, is Kyle McLaughlin nice? <laughs> How did you get my that? message that quickly, Joshua? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why is that the leading thing? Yeah. And and you'll be happy to hear, Kyle, that you are nice. That's oh. nice to hear. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Well, otherwise you wouldn't work with me, right? That's it. That's right. <laughs> well, and I'm looking at your picture. You, you cut a fine figure with those glasses, Kyle. That's a good look. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. been blind guys... since I was eight. Yeah, well, I understand that. Believe me, I've been wearing glasses since I was about the same age. But uh, how, do you guys feel at some point, I mean, obviously Escobar is not around anymore, but there are other people. Do you, do you, do you feel a little unease going after a story this big? Because this is a huge story, and a lot of people could lose some money from this. Do you have any uh, second thoughts about doing this and taking on cocaine dealers? I think uh, in this case, the... The, there was a pretty surprising turn or twist to the story that happened in the oh, okay. 80s. Uh, we're only, right now, uh, the fourth episode comes out tomorrow. There's eight episodes, and listeners are going to, who, who come on this journey with us, are going to find out what happened. It, 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 it all fell apart, but it fell apart in a very strange way. Mm. That's um, interesting. So, as a result, people were... I don't know, happy or open to, to talking about it because the, the, the cocaine trade had met, met, met an odd end. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know how else yeah. to explain it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're, they're, as I said, every, every day that we interviewed a new person or a person, we did a couple each day and we spend you know good chunks of time with them we hours with each person talking with them you know pulling out the story um and each every person um obviously had had something wonderful to say but and, and interesting to say um but it it did take uh, a turn you and you did see as they were talking, and you know, they're reminiscing, they're thinking back, but they were—they're still affected. I think Lefty was a, our, one of our first interviews was was very um, telling when he said, uh, "Yeah, he's, he's, he was—he's still nervous about about having uh, anything to do with Pablo Escobar and that group." So it had an effect. And there's no how do, do these things ever end well? I suppose if they do end well, we wouldn't even know who they are. I would imagine. Is that you think that's true? Yeah, I mean, a lot of there were a lot of deaths and and murders in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, the way things played out in Varnumtown was a little different. I mean, to, mm-hmm. to your earlier question, I, I initially you watch Kyle on TV. He plays a federal agent. He's got a gun. He knows what he's doing. I showed up in Varnumtown. I was like, so you understand firearms, right? And he's like, I, that was a rubber gun. <laughs> well there you go so uh, uh, that made me nervous that made me nervous gave, gave josh a lot of confidence yeah he was he was like i'm yeah. just gonna let you go first well i yeah. i said you've been in war zones josh you've survived some pretty intense experiences i said you're the muscle here yeah, so yeah. Like, if your listeners could see me i am not the muscle but uh, it is true <laughs> i've been to war zones yeah, it's been no, war that'll zones. happen yeah 
I know we only have about a minute or two left. You guys are very, very busy. Kyle mm-hmm. McLaughlin and Joshua Davis with us for their podcast, Varnum Town, on Podcast One and several other sites, of course. Uh, so on the way out, I want to ask you guys a question because I grew up in a very, very poor neighborhood, a lot of cocaine dealers, a lot of you know pot dealers, things like that. It was all illegal back then. Well, cocaine still is. But I never understood, even when I was a teenager, you're going to give me a little packet. I'm going to open it. There's a white powder inside, and I'm going to shove it up my nose. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think I'm doing that. <laughs> How do they even know what the hell's in there? Uh, you don't. You don't. God. Uh, yeah, you see the, the rise of, of fentanyl deaths, right? Because yeah. people yeah. are cutting the cocaine with fentanyl. And it's one of these just mysteries that we get into a little bit in the show, but not oh, too much. God. But it's like the war on drugs. Like, did it work? No. People are still doing drugs, and it's a, mm-hmm. it, people will probably always do drugs. So there's no clear answer on how you, how you stop it. We've, we've done our darndest and essentially failed. That was a very heavy statement. We've done our darndest, Tom. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. This is a fascinating subject. From the very beginning, uh, just to have the the balls, I guess is the best way to put it, I can find all this cocaine in South America. How do I get it through Central America and into North America where all the money is? It's just a fascinating equation to me. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Kyle, Joshua, have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. There we go. I think they clicked off. They did indeed. They need to be out by 05. I got them out by 04. Yeah, I did cocaine once in my life, and it was like boring. Nothing happened. That's so bizarre. It just, nothing happened. You just wired did LSD one time, and nothing happened with that. Do you think I'm just so mentally ill that it doesn't affect my brain? Yeah, it, like, snapped you back to reality rather than... <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was a nicer person. You had 2020 <laughs> vision. You were calm, <laughs> compassionate. Yeah. I could see that as a possibility. I could uh, see that all working out as a possibility. There's no question about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Man, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't usually have a lot of fear of much. I, you know... I told you that before that I just I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I think trafficking cocaine I might be a little afraid to be doing that. I'm I'm afraid to do that, and then I'm also afraid to start a podcast where I start exposing the guys that are doing the cocaine <laughs> smuggling. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's well. Two things I'm not trying to do is just be involved in that world on either side. The idea of that sounds great, but like like mm-hmm. actually going out and doing it, it's like well now. Yeah. I, they know they know who I am. They know how much I know. I'm broadcasting it to millions of people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We have to take a break, but we'll be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt's coming up in about 10 minutes. Looking forward to that as well. Be, be right back. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house lucky for you zero res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their love your rug special get three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway don't forget dirt and dander's favorite hiding place your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. 
Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero Res. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. When you go to a restaurant, you expect a chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 930, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app, at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I thought those guys were, they were good guests. Colin McLaughlin, Joshua Davis. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I had never heard about uh, like the whole Varmintown, or Varnumtown, excuse me, story. So yeah. mm-hmm. that, uh, that piques my interest. I might have to uh, look into that. They said they're like halfway through the episode four. It's coming out here soon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got some time to catch up at least. Where did they say Varnumtown is? Because I've never even heard of Varnumtown. The only thing I know is that it's a southern coastal town it's a small southern coastal town but it doesn't say where no it's which not. state no oh you have to track it down no question about it yeah i thought they were really good guests that, that stuff is fast i don't like i said i don't want to be anywhere near any of that stuff i gotta be no. honest with you the f- there's some crazy bastards involved in that drug dealing man Woo. Uh, I just spotted this, random Super Bowl insanity, the most watched game ever. Troy Aikman inserts foot in mouth. Did you know anything about I don't know anything about this. I don't know what he said, but we do also have Josh Arnold available on the phone. Josh is with us right now, isn't he? Yeah, I've got Mr. Money Talk on the line. Magnificent. Okay, so I'll read this to Mr. Money Talk first. Here's one of those tweets that didn't age well. In 2019, someone pointed out that Patrick Mahomes had thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in roughly 8% of the games he played. Uh, Aikman replied, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. And oh, now, now and what, does, hey. four years later, five years later, he's, uh, <laughs> he's right on pace with Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he can talk to you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely and talented Josh Arnold. Josh, those old uh, numbers aren't looking too good this morning. What's the latest? 
the numbers are not looking too good on, on the Dow, nor are they looking too good on the NASDAQ. People are making too much money. People oh, are making too much money. That's, that's the issue. Too much money. You didn't realize that, but the Federal Reserve is much concerned that you're making too much money. Wages are up. And that has had made for a hotter than expected consumer price index, which came out today. And the CPI number was higher than had been expected at 0.3% uh, versus estimates of 0.2% year over year, up 3.1% versus the estimate of 2.9%. And the core CPI, which is primarily services costs, were up. Um, you know, housing housing costs are still still high. More people are working, and they're making more money. And fear is, oh my goodness, the Fed might raise interest rates and not cut interest rates. Ooh, better better sell stocks because it's bad. It's bad out there with the inflation numbers. The Fed is bad, bad, bad. Interest rates are going to go back up. And for that, I say, uh, I don't think so. See, I that's think why we got a, got a hold of you, Josh. Oh, by the way, uh, Josh is my guy. You can call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. He'll handle your money very well. He does for me and many, many other people. Um, so is this just something we have to wait out, Josh, this whole? I think, I think Tom, we're going to have to wait this out. Inflation yep. has been coming down. There are going to be periods of time when inflation goes up and people in the, in the market will say, uh, panic and or the uh, machines panic a little bit and it fell first, ask questions later. At some point, the, this CPI number might be, might be revised. One, one little uh, tidbit. Yes, the stock market is down and there'll be people saying, oh, you've got to have money in bonds. Put your money in government bonds because it, they're safe. Yes, they are safe as long as you hold those bonds to maturity. But if you don't hold those bonds to maturity or while you're holding those bonds, the value of that bond is going to go up and down based on changes in interest rates. So if interest rates start moving up, which they did with this CPI number, higher yields mean lower bond prices. Get that lower bond prices is the opposite of higher yields at least for outstanding bonds. In the last month, as an example, the long bond index, uh, TLT, you can track this, has gone from $98 a share down to $92.78. Uh, that's uh, over $5 a share. That's pretty significant, so we'll mm -hmm. say lost 5% in value on the long bond index. Well, somebody's going to come around and say, well, geez, Josh, Apple stock, your favorite company, is also down about that much since they 
um, over well since the beginning of the beginning of the year when it would when it hit a recent high, currently trading a little over one hundred and eighty five dollars a share. Well, yeah. What is the likelihood of Apple continuing to generate revenues and have those revenues grow over the course of the year? And those earnings are going to grow pretty, pretty strong. So Apple still pays a nice, nice dividend. They've got plenty in the, in the hopper, plenty of catalysts. It is the second largest company by market capitalization to Microsoft. It's not going to go away. I'd say you might be safer, and I put that in quotes, owning a stock like Apple than owning a bond. People can debate me, of course, but I believe over the course of the next several years, the performance in Apple or several other high-quality companies that generate increasing revenues and their and the companies provide a service and or product that people and or businesses need uh, that will result in higher earnings and that'll bring in higher stock prices. Now it's not going to be a straight up move, but you could be well rewarded owning owning stocks rather than putting your money in bonds. And of course that is my my opinion, but uh, it's worked out very well for a lot of years. Not every year, of course, but <laughs> Not a lot year. of years. I understand. Josh, for, for the foreseeable future, I'd like to reach out for you like a five to six, seven minute uh, take on Tuesdays, if you don't mind, because things it was supposed to go down. Then it was going to go back up, and now it's supposed to go down. Now it's going to go back up. So you can call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. He's my guy. Make him your guy. And we will uh, we'll talk to you Friday on the family show, but we'll talk to you again next Tuesday well, at this time. Here, I'm going to give you just, just a little – this is just for a little little bit of fun since you're talking about Troy Aikman. Won't talk to, to Patrick Mahomes now that Patrick Mahomes has won three – or, yeah, he's won three Super Bowls. Yep. Um, he's a young guy. Uh, the big thing, I don't know whether Patrick Mahomes is going to move the needle on, on any stock except for, we'll say, DraftKings or FanDuel. Mm -hmm. But what has been moving money on stocks, you mentioned the two letters, AI, as an in artificial intelligence, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Those two things have moved stocks. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you on Friday on the uh, Family okay, Podcast, thanks. all right? Bye. Thanks, Josh. Josh Arnold, ladies and gentlemen, calling in. I, I just I love working with him because he's no BS. It's not, he doesn't try to hype you into investing in this, that. He gives you advice. You can take mm -hmm. his advice. Or you don't take his advice. It's, it's up to you. It's like the ad say, straight talk, never sugarcoated advice. Yep. Yeah, there you go. That's what we need. But, yeah, that that does scare me. That Oh, don't worry about it. Once we get into February or March, stock market will be in great shape and blah, blah. First thing, what are we down now? About 350 you said? Uh, yeah, I believe that's what the latest number was. God. I blame it on Kristen Burt, who is up next.
Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Brad Sean Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. And this is the Kristen Burt Report. Kristen Burt Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. We just had uh, Josh Arnold on talking about a little money talk because the stock market looks terrible this morning. I have Apple stock. So I was well, listening to his advice. So there you go. He's your guy too. You he is Apple my stock. guy. Yeah, I bought Apple stock um, during the recession in 2007, 2008, which I will tell you was a very good investment. So <laughs> don't take any financial advice from me, but Apple stock is probably a good move. <laughs> I've never liked you. I want you to know that. I'm Why? making all kinds of dough, Tom. <laughs> Way to go, Kristen. Nope. No, that's good though. I'm glad to hear that you do the wise thing like that. Keep uh, keep a couple of bucks under the pillow. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm a saver. You know, either either yep. saver or spender. I'm a saver. I am not a saver. I could go through money like there's no tomorrow. And that's why Catherine keeps you in check. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that I, is I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true though. Although there, the things have gotten so psychotic now that you're like. Uh, 
you're got to be afraid of everything. There, there is a lot on Palm Beach Island. A lot on Palm Beach Island has nothing on it. Two hundred million dollars mm. for a piece of dirt. It's like holy god. Yeah, gonna, gonna need a lot of that Apple stock to be able to pay for that. <laughs> I know, yeah, and exactly. then some. Yeah. I know. I, I I've been watching that Jupiter Island home that's been yes. eroding. So. Yep. We've got a lot of erosion here on the West Coast and the East Coast. I've just been watching these homes fall into the ocean, and I'm like, wow. Ooh, that's sad. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah, it's scary. So what's new in your biz, sister? Well, I think one of the top stories, I'm sure you've discussed it, the most watched Super Bowl ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, really incredible. And I, listen, I know, because Tom's going to go, don't say your name. Some of this, yes, of course, is the Taylor Swift effect. But I also just want to remind everyone that the only thing that is really making a ton of money for entertainment is live sports. So we are going to see networks across the board, including streamers, really leaning heavy into live sporting events because it is drawing viewers, people, for whatever reason. And I think it's kind of interesting because, and maybe it's because tickets have become so expensive. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. $15,000 for a seat at the Super Bowl when honestly the best seat in the world is in your living room. So I am very curious as we move into this Olympic year with NBC and Peacock, I am curious to see how they do with the Olympics this year because they didn't do that great in Tokyo, uh, but it was a COVID Olympics. Mm -hmm. But we're also, we've got big sports like swimming, gymnastics, and we're probably going to have another dominant team with Simone Biles coming back. So I I think that there's a lot of exciting things ahead in terms of the the sports arena. Simone Biles is a pretty decent athlete. You ever notice that? Yeah, she's, right. yeah, she does all right. <laughs> Up and comer. Like, yeah. She's a star on the ride. I think if she really applied herself, she could be a little bit yeah. better. But yeah, she she does okay. I was Boy. actually looking at tickets last night. I really want to come to the Olympic trials for gymnastics, which are happening mm-hmm. in June in Minnesota. So uh, Does that mean an all in-studio sessions, appearance? In-studio? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I didn't bite the bullet just yet. It's $1,500 for decent seats for all four days. I, I would rather just get women's gymnastics. I'm sorry to the guys, but mm-hmm. um, I just want to go to the women's session. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But they're, right now, they're only selling the, the four days. So it's I could just maybe just go for fun, be here for four or five days, grace grace you all with my presence. Gracing us with your presence, exactly Instead right. of my closet. <laughs> I don't know if I could walk down the street with both you and Catherine at the same time. That'd be too much. You know it I mean? would be the tall and the shorty. Yeah. Really. yeah that's right. I forgot. Tom in the we'll middle change of the like two bars. All KB to short KB. KB1, KB2, and there's a KB3. Let's not forget about that. That's right. And there's KB4, Ken Barlow. Ken Barlow. Yeah. Ken Barlow is number three. Who's four? Oh, he's number three. Oh, there is a number four, but I forgot who it was. I don't know who it is either. But yeah, Ken, Barlow, Ken Barlow is number KB3. three. KB3. Okay. All right, I have a story for you guys, and I really mm-hmm. want to get your opinion. And, and part of it is local to Minnesota because it involves okay. Adrian Peterson. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Dancing with the Stars, we all know he was on last season. Mm-hmm. And right now the Television Critics Association winter tour is going on, which is where they start talking about what they're going to be bringing forward in the next six months or so on TV. And Dancing with the Stars defended what they call their clickbait casting. This is what they had to say about Adrian Peterson. And I've been dying Uh-oh. to get your 
opinions on this. Uh oh. So this is from Dina Katz. Dina Katz is the executive producer of casting and talent relations on Dance with the Stars. She said, quote, we vetted Adrian. We met Adrian. We found out everything we needed to know. He went back to play in the NFL. Everybody had checked out Adrian. We took uh, we took that as we did our due diligence. We thought he was a lovely family man. His oh. wife is great, and he was an amazing football player that had an amazing record. Um, what are your immediate thoughts on this? Because uh, the Dancing with the Stars fan base went ballistic. Yeah, I don't know that I would call him an amazing family man. And I think for them to, they should have went maybe more the route of, hey, you know, we understand he made a terrible mistake and we believe in second chances. That's a little bit more palatable, I think. But yeah, I don't know. That's It feels weird to defend Adrian Peterson after all of the things that came out about him. I also laughed that they said the NFL had vetted him. I'm like, also a problematic organization. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, right. There's a lot of issues in in NFL, especially when it yeah. comes to domestic violence. Yeah, the, the NFL's vetting process is we're just gonna wait till enough people stop talking about this, then we'll let you play again if you're good. Yeah, yeah. Josh Josh Gordon has basically had his career ended because he smoked weed. Uh, who Calvin Ridley missed an entire season essentially because gambling he gambled on games. Yep. Whereas mm-hmm. like Kareem Hunt had like he, Kareem he, Hunt like kicked a woman he in kicked an a woman and missed elevator. like two yeah. games only. Yeah. What? Like, it, it's an it's an insane mm-hmm. like discrepancy of the panel. Like they just spin a wheel and it just happens to land on numbers. Yeah. Who is the one that TMZ is that the one that TMZ had the footage of uh yeah, he one like, of the players? Dragged her out of an elever, yeah, elevator. It was, it was yeah. I think it was like a casino or a Ooh, hotel yeah. lobby, and yeah, he ended up he like yeah. kicked her while she was on the ground. And astonishing. I mean, God. it is like shocking. Or, and 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 just to say that the Dancing with the Stars fan base, what I do love about them is they like to take a stand. They get upset, and they will make sure to like organize do organized votes to get people off. And they really mm-hmm. did that with Adrian Peterson. They did it with Britney Spears' sister this season too, Jamie Lynn Spears, who also mm-hmm. has their own Justice. controversies, much Justice. less that than than Adrian Peterson. Just that they feel like she contributed to. Britney's conservatorship and and that's debatable honestly mm. but a lot of people go on Dancing with the Stars to rehab their image but where do you draw the line yeah. I think that was the question and you mentioned do they do does the show call it clickbait casting or is that what the fan base calls it so this was a reporter asking like why do you do clickbait casting and they defended that and I'll give you the quote on okay. that because that was also kind of interesting Um, This was also by Dina Katz. She said, all of us, unfortunately, have to do a little bit of that clickbait that gets people there. All of us are great storytellers. And at the end of the day, we're telling really good stories. I don't argue if you're telling a really good story, you don't need to do as much clickbait stuff because the substance of what you're trying to do should speak for itself. Clickbait, I feel like often in times with like for what they're going for tends to also be controversial because you can get a good story and like have like for instance I, just because i am exposed to it because i watch it all the time survivor they, they have like very emotional stuff and that's like the stuff substance underneath and yeah they cast and and they select people in a certain way but i feel like they're not getting like felons and stuff like you know or like people that have like exactly. hit their girlfriends in the past on the show for a rebuild and like to like re you know going out on this island is how i'm gonna fix my life no like they're getting people that when they have had, come from a troubled past, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when they had Amy Purdy, she was a Paralympian, 
um, she was an amputee below the knees mm -hmm. on both legs. And it was really inspiring to watch her dance and how they use yeah. different devices, different types of footing for her to be able to dance. It was incredible. Um, prosthetics, I should say, is probably the better word. And I, I think like those stories, those are the ones that you sit mm -hmm. there and go tragedy to triumph. But when you take someone like Adrian Peterson, he's just looking for to rewrite his story and hopefully right. people just forget it because they don't bring up like, I had domestic violence allegations. Right. I beat up my mm -hmm. son. Like they don't bring that up in the packages whatsoever. So I think there's a very, there's a big difference in those two stories, which makes me think by the way, that they're going to try and they're probably going after her very hard. Gypsy Lee, uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm -hmm. That's my guess for fall. Uh, yeah. That would make sense. Cause she's like the biggest now new kind of non-celebrity celebrity that we have. And maybe, maybe I might be the only one. I don't know. Tom, do you know who? The, I don't. I've heard this name. I don't know who she is. She was the, was it Munchausen by proxy, right, Kristen? Yes. Yeah. So her mother had Munchausen by proxy where she constantly said that her daughter was sick and dying mm -hmm. from cancer. Right. Uh, kept her daughter in this sort of like ill state, even though she wasn't, mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously a mental health disorder. And... Um, Gypsy and her then boyfriend went and created a whole plot to murder her mother. Yeah, stabbed her a bunch. And they met online, and he, yeah, she, either she kind of convinced him or he helped convince her to kill it. And he yeah, killed he his mother. Yeah, he executed the murder. Yeah. I think she, like, coerced him into mm -hmm. doing it and served, I believe it was eight years. She, she is out, has become a social media sensation. She got married while she was in jail, too. This guy is. <laughs> He's a teacher too. I'm like, what is going on with this world? And of course, uh, they did, Lifetime did a documentary on her getting out of jail. They, she now has a reality show with her husband that'll be forthcoming on Lifetime as well, which we predicted on this yes. show. So is AJ, it... I don't think you were there, but we did predict it a okay. few months ago. So mm -hmm. is is the perception like 50-50? Like some people are no, like... everybody loves her. Really? Like, okay, she's I didn't know definitely because she the... like murdered somebody, but they're saying it's fine? No, they're saying like she was the victim in all of this. Okay, I see. And so all like right. we don't blame you for killing your mother. Okay. A lot of people probably would have. And so yeah, she's okay. definitely coming out of here looking great. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the crazy, works. she's very charming. Like that's... Oh, okay. You listen mm -hmm. to interviews and you're like... I like her. You're also a murderer. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? I got to be honest with you. If Toots had named me Gypsy Rose Bernard, I'd probably kill her, too. <laughs> Gypsy Rose? You named yeah. your kid Gypsy Rose. Really? And Tommy would be on Dancing with the Stars in the fall. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. I could see because Herman Munster and I got that same move on the <laughs> dance floor. So that doesn't work out really well. I don't know. Martin Cove did it, and he was a yeah, terrible he did. dancer. <laughs> he did. Uh, he made it two weeks, and then they were like, we got to let you go. <laughs> he loved this movie. He is a weird guy. Have you ever met him? I have from oh, covering he's... Dancing with the Stars, but gosh, <sighs> do I weird. love him on Cobra Kai. I... Yeah, yep, yep. He's perfect. He is perfect in that series. He played dead for a while, you know. On the show? Yeah. And and he pretended back. he was dead, and all of a sudden he came storming back just in That's time right. to kick the piss out of somebody. Like oh, all boy. good villains. Like all good villains, exactly. All right, sister, another brilliant report, I thought. I Trying to bring you a little Minnesota from Hollywood. When are you coming to town? I don't know. If I buy my gymnastics tickets, I'll be here in June. 
You'll be in Minnesota in June. Mm-hmm. If I get those gymnastics tickets, when, but I gotta when like when you get those gymnastics. When I get existence. them, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's well, because I, I'm yeah. waiting for them to do just like the women's package and the men's package, but I have a feeling they're just trying to sell out the. Yeah, you have to buy all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. June, be here. Or be square. <laughs> so wouldn't it be there or be? We got square grouper. Here. Now we got square okay. Tommy. Oh, we got. Just give everyone a heart because it's the week of love. It is that we can. Oh, tomorrow. What do you got planned? I don't know yet. I'm gonna leave that up to Bill. <laughs> uh, Bill's well, panicking. What about hey, Bill? Clock's ticking. Wedding. Time. Clock's ticking. Yeah. What about you <laughs> making like, an effort? Oh, I will, of course. But you know, uh-huh. when it comes to like plans, it's the gentleman's job. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what are you doing for Catherine? I, nobody sounds very convinced. On. I mean, we all know this is a manufactured holiday, so. It is. Yeah. To make money. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, but what are you doing for Catherine? Uh, she didn't want to do anything. Don't believe her. <laughs> okay. Don't believe her. Don't believe her? No. I, do, I don't fall for that trap, Tom. No. I mean, at least get some flowers. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, and by the way, to all you wonderful people on social media, yes, I know she's far too good for me, so shut up. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. That is going to do it. The family shows up in about 15 minutes, and we'll talk to you on this show tomorrow.